Monica here. Welcome to the Data Podcast for Nerds, where we talk to awesome professionals and ask them how they use data to solve the world's problems. So today I have a personal friend of mine, Jaime Hermosillo, and welcome. Thank you so much for coming on my show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks uh, for having me on your show. Absolutely. to help you propel your your uh, dream here. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> um, so let's start out by telling us about yourself and what is your origin story? Because we're all nerds and I like to hear people's origin stories and how they got to where they are today. Uh, well, uh, my name is Jaime Hermosillo. Um, and my origin story is I grew up as a kid, like that typical nerd kid that wanted to learn how everything worked. I would take apart electronics when I was younger and I'd put them back together and often I would fix things. It was more often than not, I was able to fix things like uh, that, that classic ITT tech commercial. My dad was pissed when I put, took apart his drill, but I was the kid that put it back together and it worked better, you know? So uh, like I grew up playing video games. Um, I, I loved doing like nerd stuff. I loved uh, math. Math was like my favorite subject in school, which is like weird to people, I guess. I guess if you're not a nerd, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I grew up just loving that stuff. Um, and I just, I kind of drifted away from it when I joined the military. But after I got back out of the military, I went, I went to school back into electronic engineering. And I realized how much I loved it again, and kind of ended up in a in a space where I kind of joined the two, you know, the two, like the security of military and electronics. So, so that's pretty much it. It's funny how like your childhood dreams and aspirations kind of like follow you throughout. And even if you get sidetracked and go do something more serious, you kind of find yourself back to where your childhood again. Yeah, right? absolutely. If you follow your heart, man, that's going to take you to where you were as a kid. Right. Cause you know, that's, that's when you knew what you liked. Right. And as an adult, you start to try to develop skills on different things that everybody tells you, this is what's going to make you money. And then as you as you progress, you're like, this isn't making me happy. And then eventually your child heart comes out and you're like, well, this makes me happy. And then you kind of start building skills and and working towards something that's going to work. And make you happy, you know, like it's going to bring you in the, the money you need to survive and also bring you joy. So, that's yeah, so it's, true. It's that's awesome. so true. <laughs> um, last week when I was preparing to record my podcast episode, I had like one of those like core memories resurface. I used to like record podcasts when I was a kid, like on the tape recorder. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would press record and then like, oh, hey, welcome. It was a radio show back then because oh, podcasts yeah. weren't a thing, of course. But yeah, I had my own radio show and I was having a blast. And so I was talking with somebody and I was like, you know what? This was like a childhood dream of mine that for some reason I just never decided to do it because of your fact where it's like nobody makes money, but it's like, just do it anyways, because I'm having a grand old time doing it. Yeah, well, your things come full circle. And yeah, if you're having fun, it's, I think the, the 
like what was what's that quote if you if you love what you do you never work a day in your life right so like if if you're pursuing something that you love and you know you can you can get by in the meantime until it takes off that's awesome yeah exactly right. so that, that's congratulations on uh, you know fulfilling a childhood dream here. thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing you mentioned earlier that I wanted to ask about, you said that when you were a kid, you used to take things apart, but then rebuild them. How did you make sure that you rebuilt them properly? Like, did you take pictures about like what it looked like before or just from memory? So I, <laughs> this was really dumb because this has bit me in the butt a couple times, but I would just take it apart and I remember, remember certain portions of it. But then, uh, like, you know, it's really hard to remember every every little screw, every little piece, right? But I would take it apart, and then I'd look at it, and this is where, like, I guess IQ takes in, right? Because I'd be like, what makes the most sense? Okay, I, I remember this, I remember that. And then I'm like, well, this doesn't look right, right? And it was just looking looking at the thing, and that's usually how I fix things, is because I'm, I like, you know, looking at it, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, this isn't how this little piece that, that I'm trying to put in isn't supposed to work like this. So let's, let's make it, let's put it together in the most logical sense. And I would be able to reconstruct something and it work. And if, if it wasn't working the way I thought, then I'd be able to go back and troubleshoot and say, well, this is, it's not working that way because of this. So it was like all based on memory and just kind of like, uh, common sense or IQ, you know, just being able to put something, make some sense of something, like kind of reverse engineering, I guess. It's, Absolutely. Critical thinking. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> and that's, I mean, a core skill for just any professional, really. Oh, yeah, it's helped me. It's helped me along the way. Um, I've, I've built a lot of my professional guilt, uh, career on being able to think critically. Um, and yeah, it really, it really has, it's helpful in your life. And if you can practice it, I guarantee it's going to, it's going to help you everywhere. Speaking of professional careers, can you tell us what is your current title and what do you do? Uh, my current title is uh, senior manager security systems. And while it started off, I was a, a security technician for, for Banner Health. And um, well, as I said, my critical thinking helped me propel my career. And so now I get to find new technology, uh, use my, you know, my skills and my, you know, my knowledge to implement like some of the most advanced technology they use in hospital systems for security. Um, so I manage our camera systems, our card access systems, and our uh, intrusion systems. We also um, implemented like thermal technology to take temperature scans during the pandemic and um, also using weapons detection systems to kind of keep our patients and our and our uh, staff safe so i get to manage all this technology test new technology run pilot programs we even have uh, uh, infant abduction system that prevents our infants from getting stolen or misplaced in any way um, it keeps track of them throughout the hospital and, and lets us know it's their exact location and if they're anywhere near any kind of exit where an abduction can take place. So, Fascinating. Yeah. Is that done through like um, their wristbands or whatever? Yeah, we put, you know, we'll put bands on either their wrist or their, uh, their leg. So you're 
a super technology nerd, it sounds like. What is your background, like your formal education? Uh, formal education, I went to, I got an associate's degree in computer and electronic engineering technology. Um, that's about the formalist uh, education I got. Everything else was learned in the field. Um, just joined, uh, I joined a security company when I was in back in 2009. And I just started learning the, the technology and using my background in electronics to kind of understand the way it works. And yeah, kind of basically just made my way up the ladder until I'm here, you know. So that, that formal tech, that formal education was just kind of a stepping stone, I guess. Awesome. Now, with you being a super security nerd, what is your role with data? Like, how do you define and work with data? So for me, data is like kind of the, the quintessence of learning and, uh, and growing, right? So data, everybody uses it, right? From, from a kid, you just, it's all input. Remember that movie, um, Short Circuit? Yes. Um, one of my favorite movies. That's like one of those things that like really got me. I want to take things apart. I want to build something. I want to build that guy, you know? And it was um, more input was his like, they need input, need input, you know, and I'm just like, that's me. And that's everybody, you know, as you're growing that you need, you need input to learn uh, from taking your first steps. You know, you got, you got the input of knowing that you're going to fall if you don't put your foot in front of you, you know. And so it, it, for me, it's just that's what data, data is, is being able to receive something, make sense of it and then use it to grow or learn. And uh, in my field, I think the, the way the data comes in is being able to interact with people and know what makes them feel safe. And then being able to understand this technology and take in the different technologies there are and then be able to choose the best one using the data that you have available. Um, and that's like uh, locations of the hospital that's patient count, the amount of uh, instances that have happened in that area, or uh, like you just, just all those little factors that you kind of put down on paper and say, this is what's going to work best for this hospital or this location. And uh, that's basically how we use it here. So I have a bit of a cybersecurity uh, background, a little bit of a physical security background as well. And I always find it fascinating that data is everywhere. So uh, there is an overlap, although you wouldn't think so because you're, you know, heavy in the security field um, and you think physical security, there wouldn't be any data involved. And there absolutely is. Oh, yeah. They, we use it so much. I, we have we have teams like, you know, dedicated to taking this data and putting it on paper so we can look at it and say, this is what we're going to need here, you know, um, and it, it, it really does help. Um, and being able to, you know, observe the data and then turn around and use it uh, kind of puts the technology where it needs to be rather than, you know, saying, oh, I mean, I, I'm sure you've walked into like a restaurant or like, um, like just like a mom and pop shop and they have cameras everywhere, right? Like they have a million cameras and you're like, this is kind of overkill. This is, this is too much. You know what I mean? Like you don't need this much, you know what I mean? Where where are your entry points? That's an important part because that's that's 
that's you know if somebody's gonna break in that's where it's gonna be right where are your cash handling stuff because if somebody's gonna steal something that's where they're gonna steal it having an eye on every corner of this store is not gonna help you in the end it's gonna actually use up the the memory you have on your NVR on your recorder or like you know or putting motions all around and they're overlapping is is just a waste of money right um, mm -hmm. and so so here you take that data and you're saying like okay so we don't use these entry points so much we just need a basic camera here but this entry point is used a lot we take in most of our guests here and so now this is where you want to put the focus of most of your cameras or most of your your technology and then you can then step it up a bit and start using analytics to kind of count the people that are coming in and see where they're going. So in hospitals, most hospitals, um, people come in and they need the most help in our emergency department, right? That's where people need the most help. But it's also a place where their patience is tested in the emergency room and some people get, you know, escalated there, their moods escalate. And that's where we send, tend to see some more violence over other parts of the hospital. And so in there, we, we, we make sure that our security officers are rounding in there and that we have cameras set up in there to kind of keep an eye on there and uh, make sure that staff are, is trained in de-escalation. Uh, so all these little factors in security technology that you just don't think about. You think cameras and card readers, keypads and stuff like that, but there there's so much involved in it that, yeah. It really does help to know what's there and know what data is coming in so that you can best, uh, I guess, receive the, the threats. <laughs> <laughs> data is everywhere and analytics are used in every organization and in every space. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even in your brain, you know, you're born with analytics. <laughs> <laughs> This is very true. I need to turn mine off sometimes. I analyze things too often. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. My brain, sometimes I'll be up at night, like, yeah, just thinking, and you're just like, all right, you're way out there. You need to, like, just go to sleep, close your eyes, go to bed. Yep, yep. I do things like cooking math, right? Mm -hmm. And then time math, like, you need to be somewhere at this place, and then you move backwards and figure out, like, when you need to start getting ready. And then when you need, like how you plan your day and all of that, it's, yeah. it's a lot. There's a lot of analytics going on up here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I believe it. <laughs> you talked about the social aspects of um, just your, uh, what you do on a daily basis and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And that makes me think of um, our fun bits section. Fun bits. Um, what do you do as a side gig? I heard you like to um, make companies and work out. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I'm super social. I, I love doing anything outdoors. I love, uh, I love anything where I can use my hands and learn stuff. I like I, I play volleyball. I, I go hiking. I, I do carpentry and I'm a, like, I'm a handyman. I can, I feel like I can fix anything. Um, I love doing photography. I make cakes, and uh, I'm also a cosplayer. Uh, so there's a lot to choose from. But I think the thing that I love to do most is like the most social aspect of my life is uh, the company that I help 
built with uh, a few of my friends, including your husband, you know, like uh, in it, in it, um, LLC is, is it kind of covers a whole lot. Like our, our motto is life is an adventure, get in it, you know? And so that social aspect of my life is probably one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, we, I, we use it to run our volleyball league. Um, you've been on a couple of our hikes uh, that we've done, which I need to do more of. And, yes, uh, I agree. The weather is like just in the right place right now where I think we need to go out more. Absolutely. I heard you guys have some good places to hike up there. Oh my gosh. Phoenix has so many good hiking trails, like all over the place, everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think one of the, okay, so one of the things that I need to do is use data input to kind of decide who's going to be able to do the hikes that we do, right? So have hikes for certain platforms of people, right? Oh, beginners, intermediate, and more uh, intuitive hikers, I guess, um, where I think we did a hike and it was Incinerator Ridge and some people were very, very aggravated at the fact that we we did such a hard hike. That's, I mean, a perfect way to incorporate data with hiking. Um, they mm -hmm. have that type of statistics on different websites, like the hiking websites of like the easy, moderate, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. More so, more so the, the, the difficulty of the hike so that you can, you know, you can warn people ahead of time. Hey, this is, this is the difficulty of this hike that we're doing. So if you want to come, you know, just be normal. Just know that this is what you're in for. How do you think that makes you a better professional um, by like setting up, setting up the company and bringing that social aspect to, you know, getting people to join in on the fun? So uh, for my, my career, I think it really helps show that I can dedicate myself to something without any kind of gain, right? Because in it, it doesn't really make much money. We do we do it just for fun, for it to appease ourselves. You know what I mean? And so we put we put a lot of time and effort into you know organizing these volleyball uh, leagues or these hikes, and with no expectation in return except to you know kind of hang out with people and promote our company a little bit and kind of get get people outdoors and having fun and socializing. You know, uh, that's our our big thing. That's my big thing. That's what I love to do. I love meeting new people. Um, when I was at Burning Man, uh, I I loved working at the bar. You know, I'm not making any money working. I just get to meet people from all around the world and discover new things about them. And in saying that, I think that the social aspect of my my company or my you know my hobbies really helps me to understand people and their fears and the things that make them feel secure and how these systems that I work on could better improve their like, you know, the lives of the people that work here, or the people that are visiting the hospital, as well as the ways that they make them uncomfortable. So I know that like, you know, this is if I put a camera in a space that you're working, you're not going to be happy because you don't want to be watched. But if I put a camera that watches the entry to the space that you're working, it's going to make you feel more comfortable because you feel like that entry is being watched and you can you can go about your day and not have to worry so much about watching the door yourself. Mm -hmm. So that socializing with people and, and being able to learn their fears and the things that make them comfortable really, really helps me at work, especially because it helps me to be more social at work. I can go around and talk to people. I like to introduce myself. I'll, um, I'll take about 15 minutes a day and I'll walk around the hospital and go meet new people just so I can kind of get their idea of what, what their, their gripes and, and their 
um, their loves about working here, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, they, they just meeting people and, and being able to understand them really helps me out uh, with, you know, securing this, this uh, well, multiple facilities because I'm, I'm in charge of um, all of Southern Arizona. Wow. How many locations is that? Uh, we have three or four major locations. Uh, for me, it's uh, we have Banner uh, Main or that's Banner Tucson, uh, Banner South, which is the old Keno Hospital, and then the new felt our new outpatient facility and cancer center up. Um, we call it Banner North on uh, Campbell and Allen. And then I last year they gave me the keys to Casa Grande, so I've been um, handling the facility in Casa Grande. And I also got uh, asked to manage a project, um, a new build project up in in Scottsdale. We're building a new sports medicine facility for uh, pro athletes. So it's it's kind of cool. So you mentioned that when you start your day, you talk to people, find out what they're liking, what they're not liking. So that sounds like that's how you like to learn new things, right? Yes. So how else do you like to learn new things, whether that's like a new topic in your industry or if you have to do like a certification or whatnot? What are the resources that you use to learn? Um, Google. <laughs> we have different vendors that like to reach out to us and, and kind of introduce their technology. And if something catches my eye, then I, like, I go to Google and I start looking up this technology. And if they have courses uh, available on their sites, I'll take them. Mm -hmm. um, my lately, I've been I've been kind of focusing on building my leadership abilities, um, just because I, I it was something that like really kind of struck me as I love helping people. I love socializing. I like you know helping people become better versions of themselves because I like helping me become a better version of myself. And so, um, luckily, my company really offers a lot of a lot of educational tools in the, on their platform that allow me to uh, to learn about leadership and learn like uh, these I take these different courses that kind of teach you how to manage teams and talk to people and kind of develop your emotional intelligence so uh, those are I like to dive deep and kind of read or attend uh, like you know conferences and stuff like that that kind of introduce you to different things um, mm -hmm. When I was a security tech at our security companies, they used to send us to these big conferences where we could uh, go and put our hands on the new technology that's coming out. And I used to love that. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Very hands-on. I, I like to hold it, feel it, and kind of take it apart a little bit and understand how it works. Yeah. <laughs> take it apart, of course. Are you, like, yeah. freaking out the vendors or, like, stop touching it? Oh, I've had, I've had people tell me, you don't know what you're doing, you know, and, 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 and I put it back together. I'm just trying to learn how it works. There's, there's a lot of parts to this and I want to know what they do, you know, because uh, if I ever have to troubleshoot this, then I'll know, you know, before I take it apart, what the possible problems of it could be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like you, you like, you gave something, I just built this, and the person you handed to just like starts taking it apart in front of you. No, oh, right. oh, hey. <laughs> that's me. Stay away from this guy. <laughs> oh, don't let him touch your stuff. <laughs> yeah.
yeah, that's that's my approach to learning is just kind of the, like diving headfirst into things. And you mentioned Google, like that's literally it's a skill that people should use more often, to be honest. Um, there's so much you can do and it's it's a skill that you can make better to better help yourself. Yeah, and I, I take advantage of their like, you know, their common language uh, ability to find uh, things right. Like. Um, I remember used to you have to use parentheses and you know brackets and just to find different different as or different things on Google. But now you can just go in and be like, you know, why why are woodpeckers beaks so long? And you can just type that in and it'll give you all the answers right there. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 really it's it's simple to learn and it's it's nice because you don't have to turn to somebody and say, Hey, do you know what this is? You can you know what this is, you know. Yeah. Other than being able to Google things effectively, do you mm -hmm. have any other recommendations or encouragements for the listeners? Take things apart. <laughs> Take things apart. Now, I mean, everything, like uh, everything in life, uh, be able to dismantle stuff, even if it's just in your head, uh, reverse engineer. Um, take pictures, you know, and, and kind of understand how things work. Um, you know, if, if you get a better understanding of how the smaller things work and then how that component goes into bigger things. And this is, this is an every, everyday thing, right? Like, it, like even just, uh, being able to understand people's and tell, or like, uh, emotions or being able to understand how this small component works. Eventually you're going to learn how the, like, you know, the component works, then you work, learn how the entire board works. Then you kind of know how the whole machine works. And that's that's not just speaking in technology. That's speaking in, in everything. You you go to one person. If you have a group as a, as a leader, you have a group. You go you have individual meetings with each person, and you learn how that person works. Then you learn how the next person works, and then you learn how they work together, and then you learn how this team works. Right, and it's with everything. Take it apart, break it down to its smallest component, and and build from there. Rebuild from there, I should say. And yeah. uh, I think that's that's for me, the best way to learn. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming with me and being a guest on my podcast. Where can we or the listeners find you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn um, under Jaime Hermosillo. Um, I have uh, my own photography page on Instagram. It's called Jaime Ariel Photography. Ariel, like the Little Mermaids. And then In It Life, if you go to initlife.com, you can find us and our, our links to to our volleyball pages and adventure pages. Uh, bear with us because we're still building the, the, the website. But yeah, those are the different places you can find me. Awesome. And I'll have those in the show notes so everyone can find you. And okay. once again, thank you so very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. And as always, folks, happy learning.